0: Your next promotion is just the beginning, and this podcast shows you how to get there. Welcome to episode number 172. Today's episode, I am talking about the Curiosity Index, what it is, how you can get more of it and how you can use your curiosity to generate higher and higher and higher levels of success and even create opportunities for yourself that you never even could imagine were possible without having more curiosity. Let's get started. Welcome to Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and I teach you how to get promoted, get paid, and bring your whole self to the leadership table. I am on a mission to change organizations from the C-suite out, because women are the new face of leadership, and we are doing it on our terms. Hello, Corporate Badasses. Welcome to another episode of Women Changing Leadership. I am your host, Stacey Mayer, and super excited, as always, to be here with you again this week. So I have been talking about something a lot lately, and I realized most recently that it hasn't just been lately. It's been going on for probably about a year, and I've certainly been coaching on the subject matter for several years, And I have never done a formal training on it. I I don't really talk about it in my book. I, I bring it up on coaching calls all the time. And you'll even hear me talk about it on this podcast, but it's really more sprinkled into an episode as to, like, for instance, a more recent episode that I did about interviewing at the executive level. And I suggested that you do what I'm gonna talk about in today's entire episode as like one small sliver, one small piece of that episode. And it has come to my attention through various different sources that I need to do an entire episode on this. And of course, I was like, Well, yeah, I can't believe I haven't done one yet. And so that means that this episode is incredibly important, and you're going to want to take notes, and you might even want to go back to it and listen to it again and again and again, because what I'm going to share with you in today's episode not only works, it is really accessible to you, and you can start to use this tool today. And that tool is, without further ado, the tool of... Curiosity. Curiosity. Now, I send my children to an elementary school that has a foundation based in curiosity, and they talk a lot about what they call Socratic seminars which is an open forum that they do starting at the kindergarten level where they allow the children to simply ask questions. Instead of delivering information to a group, they teach them how to ask curious questions. And this is the philosophy, a core philosophy of the school, and it's a a foundation for all the other teachings they do throughout the entire elementary school. And when I was interviewing for schools for my children, I couldn't help but notice that how they pitched the school, how they talked about the strengths of the school sounded like leadership traits. It sounded like growth mindset work. It sounded like basically, if I send my children here, I'll be creating the next generation of leaders. And that's not coincidental. It is so foundational as an executive leader that you remain curious That I am considering calling it the curiosity index. I really thought about this for today's episode, and I can point to the curiosity index the amount of curiosity that you bring to a particular situation will dictate your ability to succeed. So if you bring curiosity to your interview process, you have a greater chance of success in landing the role that you're trying to get. If you bring curiosity to your leadership, if you bring curiosity to challenging situations at work, if you bring curiosity to your 15-minute ally meetings, the greater the success of those working in your favor but you have to learn to bring curiosity into the conversation. And it's like, what does that mean? And why does it work? And how do we actually do that? These are the questions that I get asked all the time inside of Executive Ahead of Time. And then these are the questions and the coaching that I give to the women who have been working for me for several, several years. I'm thinking of this like an advanced Topic because the women that I have seen curiosity work the best for are the women inside of my boardroom training. And I'm going to give you three very solid examples of women inside of the boardroom. So, what is the boardroom? The boardroom is the third part of my executive leadership path. So you enter the conversation with me by listening to this podcast. And if you want to go on further and work with me more directly, then I invite you to join executive ahead of time, where you're going to learn the practical application and actually put all of this work into practice. And then if you want a more customized approach, then that's when women join me inside of the leadership table. And where we really dig deep, we go into this more advanced, but also this most soul-searching level where we really get to the root of what's holding us back from whatever that next level of success is for us. And then the boardroom is the final piece of that puzzle. It's when we start to add in, we like basically by that point, we've gotten rid of all of our crap. And then we're able to become that thought leader. We're able to step into curiosity without any like tightness, rigidity, we're really able to step into that role. But if you're not at this quote unquote advanced level and you're still feeling incredibly frustrated at work and you're in the weeds and you're problem solving at what I would consider to be this like lower, more base level, which is there's nothing wrong with that, right? We have to go through that in order to get to this other side. You're going to get so much out of today's episode because you can start to sprinkle it in and you can still reap the rewards of curiosity, even if you only do it halfway or one quarter of the way, you can still benefit from curiosity. But I want to share with you the more advanced way, the way that the women, when they're really able to let go, are able to use this. So The most recent example is a woman who I've been working with for a couple of years, and she's been in the boardroom, and she's just an absolutely phenomenal vice president, and she made the decision to go out and to find a new role, and as part of that decision even before she stepped away and decided she was going to look outside of her company, she got really curious. She got very curious about what was next, about her long-term vision. She would ask herself questions about what's possible. And she wasn't so much worried about, like, I have to get another job. I just, I have to fill this void. She had given herself a financial buffer, so she had some time. She didn't have to step and leap and jump right into her next role. And she had given her Herself All of this great space, including time, like she had six months or so to find her next role. And she was like, you know, I'm going to travel and I can take my time. And within actually before she even left her role before that, she was reached out to on LinkedIn to apply for a job. And she was like, she came to coaching and she was like, I don't even think I should apply for this. I don't even know if it's right. Like, I'm not even looking for work yet. And I was like, of course you should apply for it. Of course you should stay curious you get an opportunity to meet with a C-suite executive leader and have a conversation about your leadership and what's next for you, just stay curious. So she was went into this conversation with curiosity on the max, right? So it was technically an interview that she was doing, but what she did instead is she just was like, curious about the role, about where the company was headed, about, you know, how her expertise could possibly fit into what they're looking for. That is a very different interview style than what we're so used to, which is us proving ourselves, telling them why we think we're qualified, right? She asks more questions than, than normal. And so much so that she received a reach out after the interview from the C-suite executive that she had interviewed with where he said, "Um, I think I need to have you back in because I forgot to talk to you about your experience, about your resume. And to me, she was like, oh, my gosh, did I do it wrong? (laughs) Right. And this is the first lesson that I really want you to think about in terms of staying curious and how you'll know if you're being curious enough, is because it's not gonna feel like your normal conversations. It's going to feel outside of the norm. You're gonna be like, wait, that was the most different interview I've ever done. This happens a lot when you interview with CEOs. I'll give this idea of staying curious as almost a requirement. And again, going back to your curiosity index is that the more curious you are, the more likely you are to have success. The more curious you can stay in a conversation, the more likely you are to have the outcome that you actually want out of that conversation. So she engages in this conversation with him. He reaches back out. He says, oh, we forgot to talk about your resume and everything. And I I cautioned her. First of all, I told her that's totally normal. It means she aced it. She did fantastic. And then the other thing I cautioned her about is to not default to her old way of being, which is just to... You know, re engage and tell him about her resume and make sure that he knew all of her qualifications. So she continued to stay curious and she continued, she went back in for another interview with him and she continued to stay curious. She continued to engage, like, what is it about my resume that seems interesting? Why do you think I'm a good fit? Right. And so all of this is happening for her when she doesn't actually need another role. And so this is why I say that a lot of times this can feel like advanced level stuff, right? So I call getting your next promotion, getting your foundation in place, right? It's like for your house. We have to set the foundation. We have to get your next promotion out of the way. And that's what we're gonna do in executive ahead of time. I just want you to get freaking promoted and get more money, right? Like I want you to understand what it takes to actually get promoted. I want you to have the language to create promotions for yourself so that we can get to this place of curiosity where you're just like, you know what? Everything is within my control and I am a corporate badass and I'm showing up as such, but I'm willing to engage. I'm willing to see if this is a great fit to see if this is a great opportunity. Going back to a more beginner, I hate that word beginner because none of us are beginners. We're all corporate badasses. But I just want to share with you an example inside of Executive Ahead of Time where a woman really had to step into this level of curiosity for a potential job opportunity. And this was internal, somebody from a, a leader that she had invested a ton of time with building an ally had offered her a role on her team. And she was like, what? I don't, I wasn't looking for a role on your team. Like, this is not even the function that I had thought about being in. And so she came to executive ahead of time and she was like, what do I do? I I don't know what to do. I want to just tell her no, but like, I appreciate the offer, but it's not what I'm looking for. And I was like, you don't even know what the offer is. You haven't actually been offered the offer. So go into the conversation and stay curious, engage with her, ask her questions, see why she thinks you're a great fit for that role, right? So that's a way that you can apply this to your situation today. So now I'm going back to the conversation with the woman in the boardroom who is having these conversations with her C-suite executive. And and by the way, I'm definitely going to have her on the podcast here soon because it's such a phenomenal story and has a really great ending. Um, So we have to kind of wait until it all plays out, but I'm just really excited about it. So Time goes by, and she continues having conversation with other executive leaders at the company. She's able to continue to stay at this level of curiosity. She's able to meet with the CEO. She's able to ask questions very boldly, very directly with human resources. And she's essentially able to craft a role that is higher than the role that she originally applied for. So she's a vice president, and she was looking at this as kind of a lateral move going into another vice president role. But because of the way that she interviewed, it started to turn into a senior vice president level role in terms of the impact that she was going to be making, that she was going to be the second in command to the C-suite executive, that influence that she was going to have right out of the gate for this role. And she created that opportunity, that next level opportunity, 150 percent because she stayed curious, because she was curious about if this really was the best fit, if it really was something that was going to play out and, and be something that would be viable. So that is an incredible example. And you might be listening to that example and be like, oh, you know, that's all well and good. But right now I'm like freaking out and I have this boss that doesn't like me or I have this toxic situation at work or I've been in the same role for five years and I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. And like, I'm not going to be able to do that with curiosity and the truth is there are elements of curiosity that even at your most stressed you can begin to apply right now and i also want to remind you that in the situation that i just described it could have had a very different outcome meaning that she was already shutting down to curiosity from the first outreach which was She was like, I'm not looking for a role right now. I have plenty of time. I don't want to just take the first one that I get. And I encouraged her to stay curious about what's possible. Right? Could this turn into an incredible role for her, an incredible opportunity? So, even she had to continue to lean into that curiosity all throughout the entire process. She had to keep checking in with herself, checking in with herself over and over and over again. But that is how we generate successful results. The other piece of this is 15 minute ally meetings. We cannot do 15 minute ally meetings without. Being curious, you cannot be successful in the way that I see success in these 15 minute ally meetings. So, the way so many women are tackling these 15 minute ally meetings at first, when they first come into executive ahead of time, and they're like, I've been doing the ally meetings, I have them all lined up. And, you know, they're fine, right? They're just average. But their curiosity index is not very high, right? They're like average meetings getting average results taking up more time on their calendar and they, they're like, yeah, you know, I could keep doing these. I could see where having FaceTime with such and such is a good idea, you know, but the problem is, is that they're not engaging with curiosity. They're using these conversations simply as a way to build allies, which is, is fine, like at the basic level, right? You have to do 15 minute ally meetings. And for so many of you, you're not doing them. So just doing them is better than not doing them at all. But if you want to get extraordinary results, advanced-level, boardroom-level results, you have to engage with an extreme amount of curiosity in these conversations. So what that would look like in 15-minute ally meetings is that you're not just meeting with them. You have an agenda, and that agenda is to get to know them as a leader, to listen, to understand their leadership style to read between the lines, not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it, how they communicate it, how they make decisions, what are the problems that they're thinking about, right? And you can't ask these questions directly. You're literally staying curious in your brain. You're literally like looking at the situation and asking yourself, huh, you know, they see the world differently than I do, right? Why is that? That is the essence of staying curious, is really asking yourself, like, how do do they wake up in the morning? What are the questions that they ask themselves? They have a great deal of success. And so when you start to engage in that level of curiosity, both with yourself, but also with the other leader, then it becomes reciprocal, right? They look at you differently. They start to see you as an executive leader, somebody who's curious, somebody who is engaged, somebody who's not just out for themselves, that really wants to make a difference, to have that level of impact. And they really see you as a person who means business because you're present. You don't have that level of attachment, like I have to get something out of this. You're using these conversations as one big MBA, right? Like you're getting your master's in business by having conversations with senior executive leaders. And then you're going back and you're asking yourself questions about that. You're asking other leaders about that leader or whoever, right? You're just staying curious. And when you have that level of curiosity and your curiosity index goes up, you're going to have a higher rate of return. You're, going to have more success. Another woman inside the boardroom, I coached her through curiosity to have meetings with her CEO. So she set this intention during the pandemic. She said to me, you know, somebody I haven't met with in a long time has been my CEO because you, he used to come into the office. But then during the pandemic, it was virtual. He was at home. And she's like, I never talked to him anymore. I used to just bump into him in the hallway. And so, you know, I was suggesting that she schedule these 15 minutes ally meetings with her CEO, right? And you hear me to say this a lot. Let's schedule these 15 minute ally meetings. Well, the problem was, is that her CEO wasn't getting back to her. Her CEO was basically just ignoring her requests. So she would ask and then he just wouldn't reply And then she would kind of ask again, and then I would coach her to ask in a different way, and then I would engage about something different. And so like we just kind of went back and forth. Well, the only reason that she was able to get to the third or fourth or fifth ask for these 15-minute ally meetings was because she stayed curious. She didn't make it mean anything about his desire to meet with her or not meet with her she was like, huh, I wonder what I could say that would get him to actually meet with me. It was a game, right? It was like, you know, I'm determined to meet with him. So what do I need to do or say to have him say yes? And we just kept playing around with it. And then, you know, by the fifth or sixth time, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't remember her or think about all the other times that he declined her. He didn't care, right? She's not the highest priority on his list. But we just kept playing around with the ask. And then eventually he said yes. And as soon as he said yes, she continued to stay engaged and curious in that conversation. So then, therefore, once she had that ally relationship built up, then when she did receive her next promotion, it was a no brainer, right? Like he was like, oh, yeah, I love meeting with you. Like you should totally be promoted, right? He was her biggest advocate. This is how we do it, though, is we have to stay curious. We have to say, oh, I wonder what would happen if. I wonder what this would mean. I wonder what could be possible. If anything were possible, it's having that deeper level of questioning, that deeper level of curiosity, that intellectual understanding. You could sort of think of this as PhD-level thinking, right, asking why, 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 why over and over and over again. Of course, I don't have my PhD, so I don't know if that's what they do or not. It's just a a stereotype. It's kind of making me laugh. Um, Like, what what would I know, right? But what I do know is if you engage in curious conversation, you get better results. And so today's episode, I really just want to encourage every single one of you, no matter what level you're at, you know, if you're at this level where you're just like, you know, I have nothing to lose. I am willing to just be open and curious in all of my conversations, then great. Go for it. You're ready. Lean into it. If you're at this more earlier stages, not early in your career, but early in terms of managing your emotions and things still feel really hard and really tight. And you're like, man, I don't have space to be curious. I need a job or I need to get things moving. Right. I encourage you to still add some level of curiosity to that conversation. Like what if I didn't have to do a lateral move into my next role. What if this ally could become my sponsor and advocate for me? What if I could get a promotion without adding any more to my plate? That is that level of curiosity that's going to get you much, much closer to your goal than just saying, oh, this isn't possible for me. Screw it. You know, I've got other things to worry about and I'm upset. Like, what if... Even if you needed a job desperately or needed that next role or needed to get out of this toxic situation, what if I was able to do this easefully? What if I was able to do it in a way where we both win? That is curiosity. And having a greater curiosity index always, always, always leads to more success. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.